Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, it's Natalie Tinas, Natalie John Yes, is chatting with Nat. And today we have the honor of having artist, songwriter, producer Kiana Noel. Kiana Noel is a songwriter, producer, and artist based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Moving to Nashville at 19, her focus began with writing for other artists. Having been in Nashville for five years now, Kiana, 24, has had many songs released by various artists in different genres and celebrated a recent success of over 2 million streams. Kiana is working on self-producing her own album with singles along the way. Let's give her a round of applause. How are you, Kiana? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm still hanging in there since we last spoke. Um, <laughs> still hanging in there, trying to get, make, still trying to make sense of this whole whew, pandemic thing. Um, recently, I, I had a conversation. I was having a conversation with my mom and my uncle, and you know, you know, a lot of people think it's unfair that. Um, uh, the administration is trying to force people to get vaccines. <laughs> oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's a tough conversation. It's a tough conversation. But, you know, I look at I look at things. I didn't want to get the vaccine. I'll be honest with you. I don't like stuff I don't know going in my body, like I told you the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing that I think about. I think about all the men and women and the dogs that, that are in the military. And they sacrifice their lives for our own personal freedom every single day, no matter where they are. And so when I compare that to, you know, us having to sacrifice our own lives for the sake of everybody else's freedom, I have to say, I, I bow down to the military because absolutely, it's crazy. And I understand why people don't want to do it, but you know what? There comes a time where you're just going to have to sacrifice that because does everybody want to sit in this in their rooms for the rest of their lives wearing masks? I don't <laughs> that anymore. It's but it, and I understand both sides. I don't think somebody should be forced to do it. Like if you don't want to do it, fine, but you got to get tested all the time. Um, it's such a, right. it's such a crazy um, topic of conversation. I had one well who's now an ex-friend um compared to slavery in the holocaust you can't even compare oh god that's a little intense (laughs) don't you think think? so you know with slavery and holocaust you didn't have a choice here you have some choices right and it it, it was just i was just i was flabbergasted this these uh yeah so you know it's, it's just cray cray i just hope to god soon we can walk out without these masks on and, you know, feel safe again in this world. It's, ah, these are the things that I think about. I know. It's so difficult. I was nervous to get the vaccine as well. Like you said, I was kind of 
hesitant. I got it really early. Um, I think I had my first dose in March and then second dose at the end of April. And I was nervous to get it, but I feel so much safer just knowing that I'm protected. I can see my family over the holidays. and um, You know, obviously there's still a chance that you could get get it with the new variants and stuff. But, you know, I think moving forward, at least I know if I get it, I probably won't die. (laughs) And hopefully no one around me will get super sick. So. Oh, that that little thing about not dying. That's yeah. No, yeah. Small detail. But it's small detail. No, I, I I get it. You you and I are in the same boat here. It's like you know I like to travel. I want to do stuff. I want to see people. I want to hang out. I want to go to a bar. I want to do this. I want to do that. So, you know it's it's it is it is what it is. It is what it is. So for the yep. listeners that did not listen to the the IG live. Uh, let's. I, I didn't ask you this question. So, you recently celebrated the success of over two million streams. What was that for? Yeah. So I, I pretty recently had um, my first song hit a million, which was really cool. It's a song I co-wrote. Um, the producer artist on it is. Um, his name's Huang, and it's called When You're Lonely. It's featuring one of my best friends who lives out in L.A. Um, and that one surpassed a million over the summer. And then I just got my second million um, with an artist named Landon Austin. We wrote a song together um, called Till You're Out of Stars. And uh, mm. that one just passed over a million as well. So that was kind of my two, I would say, biggest cut so far which is really exciting and uh yeah I'm super pumped about it yeah you should be because damn that's <laughs> first it's hard enough to get one stream um what, what's crazy about that is that you have all these dreams and like Spotify only like pays half a cent <laughs> yeah especially so, for songwriters it's it's really hard to like we don't get you know I mean, it's hard enough for artists to get paid on their music, but I I know, and for songwriters, it's even more difficult. Um, because I know when Pharrell Williams um released uh, "Happy" on um, on all the streaming platforms, Spotify, he got several several million streams, but he only got like thirty thousand dollars out of it, which is ridiculous on the amount of streams that. Yeah. And I was recently reading an article about the guy from Spotify that owns Spotify. He says so much into his his head is up his butt that he doesn't understand the whole dynamic that when you create a song, pretty much that it can cost thousands of dollars to create that song. And so to look at an artist and devalue their music um, and have it at half a cent, um, it's just crazy to me. And then the man's always, always talking about, wow, you need to make more music. It's like, dude, here's, here's the thing, though. Streaming services obviously have a purpose because not only can people right. just listen to music, you can gain new fans. So it's like it's like an oxymoron, basically. It's like you, you really don't want to be on there because, my God, you're not paying enough, but then other people get to know who you are, and then they might put your song on their, their playlist. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing as an artist and as a songwriter because, you know, we all want to reach the people and connect with yeah. people and 
find new listeners and, and new audience members. But, you know, it is frustrating when you spend hours and hours and years of your life working on something and, and don't see compensation for it. Um, it can it can be uh, discouraging. <laughs> very, 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 very. And let me just put very, very on there as a... Uh... personal life definitely my mom my dad and my sister I'm very close to my family um, and they have supported every both my parents are in the arts but in their own respective fields and my sister is an artist as well she does a lot of culinary art and things like that so I was kind of raised in a family of artists and uh, those three are the closest people in my life and definitely my biggest inspirations personally okay I like that. Yeah, my my family, <laughs> my family are in those top threes. Um, so I completely get it. What is the one thing, well, one of the things um, that you want to debunk about the music industry, like a myth that's out there? Oh, that is a one in a million dream. Oh. There you go. I don't I don't know. That might be a controversial opinion, but I don't think it's as one in a million as, you know, we've all been fooled. Right. Yeah. I no. think there's space. Yeah. I think there's space for everybody. And I think, you know, in the same way that yeah. you and I are both writers and artists, like your music is going to hit somebody differently right. and connect to them in a different way than mine will and vice versa. And I think that, it's not about the competition or comparison side or how big or small you make it. It's just there's different listeners that need different songs and we're different artists and we all have our own space to live in, if that makes sense. No, no, that makes complete sense. Makes complete sense. You know, I think in the music industry, so many people are, you know, they're competing with everybody. That I don't find, I'm not a type of person that's competing against anyone. You know, I just do. <laughs> Me either. I can't. I, I can't get you know, myself to do it. Who has time for that? I'm. You know what? Whenever I have a friend or somebody that I don't know and they're sharing their music, I'm like, congratulations! I want to uplift people. I want to be happy for people. I don't want to be in a mode of competition. That's why, you know, Nikki and I started Sisters in Music because um. Well, her brainchild and she asked me to come along um, is because we wanted to show that, yeah, women can get along and we can uplift each other and we can collaborate on things. It doesn't have to be about competition. We don't need to be there. We can all, this, this oh, I hate, I, I, I don't use the word hate often, but I hate the stereotype or the idea that women don't get along with each other. Exactly. I think that, excuse my French, but that's just bullshit. <laughs> It is bullshit. <laughs> it is big. It's a big bucket of bullshit. Um, yeah. I mean, I think of like the closest people in my life and the people that I trust the most and they're all women, you know, my, my best friends, my mom, my sister. Um, yeah. I hate that stereotype. What, you know, what's been interesting about this whole sisters in music thing is that we've tried to connect to other like 
female-oriented groups like ours and stuff like that. And you'd be surprised how many of them just don't respond. In in the in the in oh, there's disappointing. Yeah, and there's some that have responded, and they you know they only deal with the elite people. It's like, well, what kind of BS are you doing? You're obviously not about <laughs> women. I told one of them that. I said, it's a shame. I said, then you need to take your crap down because you don't ha- I mean, you don't have, we don't have to connect and we don't have to help one another, but you're talking about helping one another, people, women, and you're not even doing it. So what is, it's like, what is your purpose? What is, I don't, I don't get that. And, you know, this platform, like I keep saying, is huge. It's big enough for all of us to be able to do everything and anything that we want to do on this musical stage. So I think that people need to, um, you know, one of the things I've learned is that people need to humble themselves. It's just, you know. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's hard sometimes in a career like this to stay humble. But, I mean, I try and live at least my own life in the mindset that even, you know, the people that I don't necessarily get along with. Right. Um, or when you have encounters with people, like everyone has something to teach you. And if our personalities don't click and, you know, we're not going to be the best of friends, like that's fine, but there's still yeah. something that you can bring to my table and vice versa. Amen to that, sister. So who are the artists that you haven't written with that you would love or dying to write with? Oh my God, what a list. <laughs> um. I would love to write a song with Julia Michaels. She's one of my biggest inspirations. Um, I love everything she touches. I feel like I've listened so deeply into her catalog that even if it's a song she's written, I'm like, I'll be looking through the credits on Spotify and I'll be like, did Julia write this song? And then it pops up and I'm like, yes, I love her writing so well because I love her. Um, So she's definitely someone I would love to work with in the future. Okay. Um, Emily Weisband is also a top tier female artist. She just started her artist career, um, but she's been a songwriter for a long time. She's local in Nashville. Um, would love to work with her one day. And uh, producer-wise, probably Dwilly. I love all of his stuff. His production is insane, super fresh, always different. I sit there in my room and try to recreate it. <laughs> I can't come close, so I would love to write with him at some point. Awesome, awesome. What are the best resources that have helped you along the way? Oh, man, so many. Um, when I first moved to Nashville, actually before I even moved here, mm-hmm. I think I was 14 or 15 when I met um, Marty Dodson and Clay Mills, who run – um, a company called Songtown USA, okay. and that has been an awesome resource for me. Kind of when I first started developing my songwriting, they offer a lot of like mentoring classes, videos, podcasts, things, just super educational content. So that's been a great resource for me. Um, but I think the biggest thing that has taught me the most is just co-writing. Mm. Co-writing yeah. a ton of songs. <laughs> You know, it's interesting. Collaborations can be very interesting. They can go very well, and then they can go funky. I've had funky. Yeah. And I've had some good collaborations. Um, I love working with other people. I love 
brainstorming ideas, and I love to see how people use words and how they express themselves, um, especially um, in this whole music world. And you know, and then I like to see, you know, what uh, the end goal is for a lot of artists and writers out there, and what they want uh, to achieve with their music. Um, you know, if they're trying to be an effective player, or they're just trying to chart, or they're just trying to make money. Obviously, we're all trying to make money. Um, in this industry. Right. Um, but, and there's so many different ways that we can, you know, with sync, licensing, um, merch, selling merch, going on tour, people are just starting to get back on tour again. You know, one of the things I hate doing, I don't do CDs anymore. I just, I have so many CDs here. I'm just like, oh my God, I can't do <laughs> I mean, I understand it if you're like, you're touring and you're selling, and I don't even like to do it then. You have to break out the thing, the swipe so they can buy it. If you don't have a team like me and I'm doing everything myself, I, it's, right. it's, annoying. it's annoying. And right now it's Grammy season. So people are always constantly yeah. CDs and stuff, which I never, I don't even open them. I go online and I look for the thing so I can listen to the album or the single. <laughs> because who has time yeah, for that? Yeah, it's, it's crazy. CDs have like become a novelty at this point. Like it's cool to own them, but half, I mean, half the newer cars today don't have CD players in them. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Everything's so digitalized now it's streaming or nothing. But, but, and yet, and yet they've come out with vinyl albums. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Vinyls, I feel like are becoming a huge Thing, especially for independent artists to create vinyls. And so, where are they playing these vinyl records? What contraption? I mean, I have I have two record players in my house, so I've got plenty of vinyls that I listen to quite often. But um, I, I mean, I used yeah, to I don't have, know. I'm I'm sure not everyone has one. I used to have one. It was like an it was like a almost like an antique one. And it was just taking up space, so we I sold it in a, a yard sale. So I have nothing to play. I'd have to go buy one. I'd have to See, go buy I, I do this game with uh, my roommate and I. We go to an antique shop or, like, a little um, thrift store, and we'll give ourselves, like, five minutes on the timer, and we have to go pick out three or four records. And then oh, really? we'll bring them home, and whoever picks the best record or the worst record has to make dinner or do the dishes. And it's kind of a fun game. So I've got tons of records at my house. Oh, I love that. Maybe I should include <laughs> I'm sure I could find I found them. some really cool music playing that kind of game. It's so fun. I, uh, I may have to invest in the record player. And find one. Maybe I can find one on Amazon or hell on eBay. We might be able to find one there. That'd be interesting. Oh yeah, for sure. Now you're starting to work on your own music and ready to produce your own album. And I know in chatting on IG Live, um, you have you know you're a little nervous about performing on stage, but I think you'll probably do an excellent job. Of performing on stage. Um, but are you getting really excited about the prospect of releasing a new album and getting your music out there? Because it's gonna all eyes will be on you. This is all about Kiana Noel. Are you ready oh, for Lord. 
all of the I, I am. I'm really excited. It feels it finally feels like I've gotten to a point in my life where I know who I am and what I want to say. Mm-hmm. And that's a really, it's a really exciting time for me to take on releasing my own music because it feels genuine. And so uh, I care a little less about how quote unquote well it does and more about mm-hmm. the fact that I'm at this point in my life getting to make art for a living. And if it reaches a million people, then that's amazing. Um, but if I just get to share a part of me into the world that I was too scared to do before, that's also big enough for me. Awesome. Well, I like that answer. Now, tell us about the song you sent me and what it is about. Yeah. So that song, I had just moved into my house with my two roommates who also do music we write together quite a bit um and one of my roommates are and the other one is an artist himself and um you know we had a co-write that day for um my roommate and we were planning to write a song for him and um so we got started on it and we finished the song it took us like I mean it was one of those ones that just came out like it was nothing and um so we finished the song in about 30 minutes and uh, my roommate looked at me and he was like, this is not my story. This is you. And it was kind of the first moment that someone had said that to me in a writing room. Um, right. But it was, it was really true. I was, I was kind of getting over this guy at the time and um, going through some personal stuff. And uh, the song just sort of poured out and I thought, you know, I was writing from his perspective and I had been, writing for mine and Hmm. that's when I decided I was going to start making my own music and uh, kind of spent you know some of quarantine writing all of the songs that I'm getting ready to release and that one was just the first one that I was like okay this is the one I'm putting out because it's the first one that kind of started this journey for me okay all right, well, let's play it. <laughs> you said hello and then I really lost my breath. You said goodbye when we were nearly at our best. But you're the reason that I'm really damn unrested. Who would have guessed it? I should have said it and just got it off my chest. But then you really got me feeling kind of stressed My mama said that we just never really meshed She wasn't messing I ever have a time. It's just 
definitely pop uh, forward. That's kind of the genre I would most classify myself with. And then I like to do undertones of pop punk because that's what I grew up on. So lots of distorted guitars and things like that. Um, that's a hit right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're so kind. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I could, I mean, I could hear that on radio. Hell, I could, I could Thank hear it. So in much. The- a commercial. I can hear it. Now, have have you thought about pitching that song for sync and licensing? I haven't thought about pitching that one specifically. I do a lot of sync and uh, film and TV writing, but mm. that's not one I've thought about pitching. I think if someone wanted to license it, I'm all for it, but it's not the song I've thought of doing for that. You should, I think you should, but who am I? <laughs> well, thank you. Maybe I will. Give me a little boost of confidence there. Yeah, why not? I mean, I think it, it's got a great beat. You you obviously have awesome vocals on it, and you're relaying true, a true story. So I like it a lot. I think, it's, yeah, it's definitely a hit. Definitely a hit. Now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. How do you manage all of your social media platforms? Because that's something that will drive somebody insane. It drives me insane because they're like, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. (laughs) I, you know, social media has always been like such a weird thing for me. I had a conversation a couple years ago with my buddy Joey, and I specifically remember. Um, This is sort of a tough love conversation, but we, you know, we had been working together for a while. 
And we, I don't know how we got onto the topic of social media, but I remembered him saying to me very honestly, yeah, you post a lot of pretty pictures, but if I just looked at your social media, I don't know who you are. And that really hit me hard. And it was one of those conversations with a friend where, like, someone called me out on my shit. And (laughs) it stuck with me. And since then, I have really focused on – because I think, like, a few years ago, I mean, thank God for therapy and all the things I'm doing in my current life that have helped me realize these things. But I think younger me was so focused on – perfection and impressing people and like if my skin didn't look good if my hair didn't look good I wasn't going to post the picture and you know I got to a place where I was like I don't really care if my social media is coordinated like you know I love when I get on and I see someone that has a super aesthetic feed or whatever but that's just not who I am as a person I'm messy as a human and I don't have that perfect aesthetic um and so after that conversation I kind of I took a break first of all from social media and I had one of my best friends Kelly god bless her love her to death she actually took over my Instagram for about a month and logged in for me and would post music things when it needed to be done and I just took a break and then when I came back to doing my own Instagram and all that kind of stuff. I just started posting the things that I love. And right. sometimes that's pictures of my dog or things I'm doing or, mm-hmm. you know, um, unfiltered selfies or things that are just like, you know, pictures of my family and my music. And I noticed at the beginning that I definitely lost some engagement on my Instagram, which was interesting. But what ended up happening from that is I, like a month or two in of just posting the things that mattered to me and caring less about what it looks like, I actually grew. I 2,000 followers and my engagement went up. It's like all the people that were only there for the pretty perfect pictures left. And then I got this whole new wave of people that, I mean, honestly, like everyone that, I have on my Instagram, like, I talk to them, comment with them, DM with them, and have really cool conversations, and I know I'm kind of rambling, but I feel like that was part of me just showing more authentically what I do and who I am versus what I look like, if that makes sense. I love the fact that you were just like, screw it, I'm going to be me, listen, I might, the only time you, it's funny, I'm the opposite. The only time you see me looking um, like all, all dolled up is like if I've gone to an award show or something like that, because I don't, I don't wear makeup. One, is that that's the only opportunity you're all going to see me with any damn makeup on my face. And then the rest is just funk. <laughs> Where I just don't care. I mean, I get up and oh, I'm gonna do my I do that. I'm gonna have my workout gear on, or I'll have a hat on, or I'll look completely crazy. But you know, that's just me. That's authentic. That's um, the that's what people want, though. And it's it's crazy to me well, that yeah, I started thinking about it too from the perspective of like, let's just dream big and say you know, I make it massive and something happens and suddenly 
you know, I'm going to Walmart and someone knows who I am, are they going to see me at Walmart looking like I do on Instagram? Probably not. So is that going to be something I have to keep up with and maintain and stress myself out over? Or do I just show people what I am and then you like it or you don't, you know? We don't have time for that. We have no time. It's like either you like me for the way that I look. My mom used to tell me that she knew women that, you know, they were dating somebody or were married or whatever the case may be, living with somebody. They would go to bed with their makeup on because they didn't want oh, their no. to, <laughs> to, to, to not see, like, the real them. And I'm like, oh, my God. I think, how, that's too much pressure. That's too much pressure. I, listen, if you don't like, you have to like the good, bad, and the ugly. <laughs> All Especially of it. if you're going to be with someone for a long time. I mean, exactly. you have to kind of show that side of yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. And, and it's funny. When I went to these award shows these past week, these people, uh, one of my friends was like, oh, you have a shadow on your face. You need to fix this picture. I'm like, you all sit there on your phones, always trying to fix these pictures and do these filter stuff. I said, Natalie does not have time for that. Take the picture. It goes up on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just like that. They're very yep. rare where I will fix a picture. Very rare. Because I just, I don't know. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, now I worked with a photographer one time that told me something really interesting. He was like, if I can, if it's going to be gone in five to seven days, I might edit it out. But if it's going to be there for five to seven years, I'm not going to take it away. And I thought that that was such a good perspective because, of course, like if we have a professional photo shoot or something, like, sure, take the pimple off my cheek. That's cool. But, like, don't make me skinnier. Don't make me taller. Don't make me anything that I'm not going to be in the next year, you know? Amen. Amen. So now that you're going to be releasing music out there to the world, new music and stuff like that, what will your music say about you? Oh, I have so much I want to say. Um, I think for me, I want to just be as honest with the people that listen to my music as I can be. Um, Of course, you know, there's some parts of my life that are like, yeah, I'll keep that to myself. But I'm a pretty open book when it comes to things I'll talk about. There's nothing that really, I don't really like to get into, you know, conversations about politics or whatnot, unless it's a time and a place. But As far as my personal life, I'm super open about who I am and what I've gone through and and things like that. And so I think some of the experiences I've had in life, if I had had a song that related to me while I was going through X, Y, and Z, you know, it would have been a little easier. And so I want to talk openly about my mental health and Mm -hmm. uh, body image and the... um, the introverted side of me, you know, the thing we talked about on Instagram live about being nervous to kind of take up space and be that big presence in a room and all that kind of stuff. And, um, just write songs that are really real. And then obviously I've had horrible dating stories, so there will be some yeah, yeah, songs and things do. like that. But, right. you know, I just want to be as like, as real to my life as I can be in my music. And I think that's the best way I can describe what people should expect. 
you know, speaking of the like that the dating life, the dating life is the most horrendous thing that I can even talk about. Um, so yeah. I that I was going to go in Especially all. Especially in Nashville, I don't know why Nashville dating is so hard. Well, I went on some dating sites. This, and I've done that before, but this was the finality. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going on another dating site. When I tell you <laughs> the amount of scammers, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Like there's one called Plenty of Fish. And, and you see the dog. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's Plenty of Fish. And every other profile was a, a fake profile. It took, oh, took too much effort to figure out who was real and who wasn't. It's just ridiculous. I just for people to try to scam people like that is just ridiculous. And then when once you start, yeah, talk, I haven't had any luck with dating apps either, so I'm oh. I'm not on them anymore myself. It's, and then the people have nothing to say. You're just like okay. The, oh my gosh, I can't. I'd rather be by myself. It's also just so hard. Like I'm, I'm such an energy person. I have to like read yes. the room and survive to feel yes. any kind of spark or connection. And so when we're just messaging cold on an app, and it's like, what do you do for work? Where are you from? It's like I can't, I can't connect with you in that yeah. way. Doing that. Yeah, and I was talking to another young lady, and we both agreed. You know, there's nothing we wanting. You know, I personally don't want to settle. I, I'm not person that's like oh my god if I don't get married I'm gonna die type of person um but I definitely want to have passion in my in whoever I meet I want to be in love I want to feel those feelings I just want to be like okay you're my boyfriend let's stay together and it's no I don't want it to be like that and I think right a lot of people seem to want to settle because they want to be with somebody I'm sorry no 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 I'm not doing that nope Nope, 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 nope. That's yeah, cool. it's it's kind of it's a good thing and a bad thing, I guess. I love my alone time so much, and I like myself enough that I'm okay to be alone. Exactly. Even though I love love, and I'm a hopeless romantic, and of course I want the like fairy tale met you in aisle seven kind of thing. But you know, I'm also I'm right there with you. I'm not gonna just date someone to date someone for the kicks, you know. It's just like, yeah, I'm like you. I can be, I'm so busy with music. I don't really have time to care about, oh, I'm not with somebody boo hoo hoo. No, I don't have time for that. I just, right. It doesn't even cross my mind because I'm, I'm trying to get, you know, all, all this stuff done with music. Like next week, I have six releases coming out because I'm, I'm a cray cray. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, one after, one's coming out tomorrow, then Saturday, then Sunday, then Monday, Tuesday. I'm thinking, what drugs was I on when I decided to do this? But that's okay. <laughs> you know, somebody said, well, why don't you just do an album? I said, because they don't go together. I like to do themed albums. And I'm just like, all of them are, are very different. Um, some were extremely out of the box for me. Um, and now I'm just going to be focused on whew, marketing and pushing and promo and this and that and blah, 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 trying to get the music out there. Um so, you know, we we don't have time to, oh, my God, I'm so by myself. No, 
We don't have time. Well, for that. it's hard too because, like us as musicians, we live such a different schedule than the normal yeah. type of job. You know, like I'll have a co-write at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then I'll get a quick lunch break at like one, right. maybe two, and then go into an evening session and sometimes a third session and those sessions go until two or three in the morning that I'm sleeping. And the next day I've got, you know, a photo shoot or an interview or something that I'm doing a rehearsal or, you know, whatever, just answering emails. It's kind of like finding a time to hang out with somebody and build that connection is difficult. It's very difficult. No, we're, we're on the, we're, we're on the same page. Um, it's very difficult, but oh well. I believe whoever's supposed to come into our lives will come into our lives. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> right? You just gotta keep yeah. believing that. Exactly. So, what advice would you give to somebody trying to break into this music industry? Um, I would say a couple things. I would say first and foremost, uh, leave your ego at the door. Um, just drop it off. Don't pick it back up. Um, write with everybody and anyone who asks because mm. everybody's going to teach you something. There's no one that you're too good for or that's too good for you. Um, that goes back to the whole leaving your ego thing. You know, sometimes yeah. it's like all these, you want to write with these giant artists and blah, blah, blah. But when you look around the circle that you're in, you know, mm-hmm. someone may only have a hundred followers on Instagram, but they could be the best writer exactly. ever to walk in the room. Exactly. And you just don't know. For me, just write with everybody. Um, you know, stay humble, leave your ego. And I think just don't stop. Because I remember when I first moved to town, um, somebody told me it's not about who's the best or who is the most talented or has the most money is about who sticks around. And uh, I've seen that happen in my own life. People that I thought were incredibly talented. I mean, they are, but they quit and they went and pursued other careers and that's fine. But it's the people that stick around when it gets really hard or they feel like they're not doing good enough. And then they break through because they just kept going. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, people are as artists, independent artists, whoever's out there, you have to be stay true to who you are. Don't let anybody change who you are as an artist and what you what you have to say. I think that's very important. Um, because there's there's certain labels, no, we don't think that's right for you. And you're like, Well, that's me. Um, you sometimes you have to decide. <laughs> you stay by yourself or you go with an indie or you go with a big label, there's always consequences to every single one of those things. Um, I like staying in the, because I, I like, to, I just like to do my own thing. I don't want anybody to tell me, no, well, that's not the song to release. Well, well, Natalie wants to release that song. That's what's going to happen. So I have full control. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, no. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, right oh. It's like, um, oh, but that's my song. <laughs> And I'm going to release this the way that I want to release it and I want to write it. It's called creativity. That's the whole thing. Like, when so, so people are so strict about how songs are supposed to be written, it drives me crazy. Because I just, like, I just want to express. I got I got to be me, basically. Um, and But I understand yeah. the strictness of some of the songs out there. I, I give 
kudos to the people that can while I'm just like, no, scratch this. I'm going to just do something unique and different so people can say, wow, where did this come from? Um, right. You know, so, well, uh, Kiana, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Nat. I learned, again, a lot more about you. Um, thank you for having me. This was so fun. Um, I had a lot of fun with you. You and I are very much alike in our thoughts and I, our ideas. I can't wait. For your album to come out um i'm definitely going to follow everything that you do um likewise i can't wait to hear these releases you've got coming out this week yeah the first one that's coming out tomorrow is called authentically me <laughs> well i will look for it i can't wait to listen to it thank you so much i hope you have a great week and a great weekend thank you you too stay safe same to you. And that was Kiana Noel. She's an artist, sing- a songwriter, singer, producer. She does it all. You've got to follow her. She's on Instagram. She's everywhere. You can just Google her. Until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.